Common Ground. Um, not exactly a collaboration, but uh, two bodies, different bodies of work. Where's the common ground, do you reckon? Uh, well, I mean, to be honest, it, it was in its concept a collaboration because although the projects are all very individual and I think from the outside, superficially, it's difficult to see much crossover, I think both um, A Fine Beginning and Document Scotland's work look at identity, the complexities of identity. Mm. Uh, and in, in that regard, I think what you're looking at there is the sum of parts. So if you look at the, the totality of all the images, I think you're starting to drill down into what it means to be Welsh, what it means to be Scottish. Mm. Um, so when we got the opportunity to put the show on at street level in Glasgow, uh, we, Document Scotland, approached them, a fine beginning, with the idea, because we wanted to collaborate with, uh, with somebody, you know, similar stature, similar sort of level, if you like, and they were an obvious fit because they, they were founded not long after we were, and their modus vivendi, the way they operate, was very similar to ours. So I think it was, it was a collaboration. Um, we took the lead at the Glasgow show and with Malcolm Dixon, the, curate, uh, the director, so we co-curated with him. And, and then when it came down here, we sort of handed it over to, um, over to a fine beginning. So the idea was always that it would, it would be in Scotland first and then it would come to Wales. And they secured the space at the Millennium Centre and they took it from there. Um, what, the one striking thing for me as a photographer looking at both exhibitions, well, the exhibition if you like, there's, um, there's a certain confidence about the Scottish photography um, and it, um, is that that confidence comes from uh, the time you were set up because you were set up really to document that year of the, um, uh, the referendum. Is Scotland a confident place? Because it's reflected in the photographs. That's a very interesting observation. I, I think it is. I think it's gained a lot uh, of self-confidence over not just the period of the referendum, but going further back from that. I mean, when I was talking about my work about Ravenscraig, um, I was talking about, which it's a common thing across a lot of the United Kingdom, is those massive changes that mm. took place in the mm. industrial landscape in the 1980s. Mm. And I grew up in that, in that landscape. I grew up in that time. And I remember always feeling that Scotland... As, as it was, I think, in Wales and, and other parts of the UK, felt really battered and really downtrodden and really ignored. Not, I mean, and the easy hate figure was Thatcher, the Thatcher government, the Conservatives, and, you know, the, the easy narrative was, look what they're doing to us. Um, it's harder then to turn that around and say, well, that's what's happening to us. What do we do about it? So this sort of sense of, if you like, political nation-building has been going on for 30 years. And I think there is, a, there is a confidence in Scotland now. I think there is a belief that the country, whether independent or not, has reached a period in its history whereby we're, we're, we're proud on many levels mm. of the country's achievement, the country's people, and that kind of... The, the, the idea of the sort of self-loathing Scot, <laughs> it still exists. Mm. But I think the, you know, having the devolved parliament in Edinburgh has given expression to, being, to what it means to be Scottish. And, and also that comes with a great responsibility because you, you have to then not look for the bogeyman or woman to blame for all your ills. And I think that's reflected in our photography. I mean, Document Scotland was primarily 
set up to look at this whole referendum situation, if you like. But we also gave ourselves a, a broader remit, you know, to, to literally document the country away from the, the white-hot political face, if you like, and, and you know, drill and bury deep into the Scottish psyche and pick up on areas of life that maybe were ignored or unseen, um, mm. something more subtle, and also give ourselves time to do that. So the referendum's come and gone. There may, there may well be another one, but there may well not be another one. Two of you work away or don't live in Scotland yeah. anymore. Do you find that going back and, or being away gives you better insight when you go back to your homeland? I think, ironically, the two, myself and Stephen McLaren, who live away, are the two that are probably, on, on a kind of political level, we're more engaged than the other two. And I think we, because we live away, I think we, we tend to research more what we want to do. That's not to say the other two don't. I think when you're living in that environment or living in that country, you know, you can just literally pick up the camera and go. It's much easier. You're living and you're breathing in Scotland. I think for us, that's Stephen and myself, I think it has to be a bit more measured and considered and almost sort of a bit more project-oriented. Mm -hmm. um, although, you know, when I go back, I wander around with a camera, but I tend to go back to do specific things. I was fascinated by um, the fact that you like long-term projects, or it appears that you like long-term projects. Your Berlin project, I believe you lived in Berlin for a while. Mm. And, uh, um, and the Ravenscroft, going back and wanting to step in exactly the same spot in order to go get those shots. Uh, mm. um, what do long-term projects, how important are they for, for, as a photographer for you? Oh, and they're everything for me. I mean, I've got several on the go simultaneously. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't say you ever finish them. You know, I mean, my, one of my major ones is on the salmon net fishermen. Uh, that project may not by my own hand be coming to an end simply because the Scottish government has basically shut down all the netting operations yeah. as of next year, which... It pains me a lot um, because although the pro the project I think looks and feels complete to me it's not. I mean my link with the the fishermen is still there and I, I I'm constantly in contact with them and I'd love to go back and do some more work but obviously that might be denied to me. But the project then might take another form. Um, you know the, the source material's all there, so I could do something really fabulous with it. Yeah. In terms of things like Berlin, I mean my family history. I mean I'm half German. You see my mother's was born in Berlin. I've had family living there for a hundred years. So for me, it, it's, it's almost part of, it's, it's part of my blood. It's it literally in my blood. And when I step off the plane, you know, arrive there by train, I, I feel really at home there and I feel really comfortable. And because of its history, it's constantly evolving history. It's just so different from anywhere else in the world. Again, for me, it's a very easy place to photograph. It's a very natural place to photograph. And there's so many different sort of facets to the story of that city that every time I go back, I mean, the last time it was the refugees, the time before that I was looking at sort of the wall coming down. You know, I've done so many little mini projects, but they all kind of build up to one big body of work, which is kind of Berlin. Yeah. Um, just a jump, mm -hmm. uh, I suppose. Um, funding is always a problem when it comes to putting on exhibitions. How do you fund Document Scotland? Or am I being too, too picky? In oh, no, 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 it's all in the public domain. Um, <laughs> we are very fortunate we've, we've received two grants from Creative Scotland, uh, which we applied for, and to run 
basically make our work over the last uh, two and a half, three years. Um, we've also had very general support from the University of St Andrews, which is home to a massive um, million item photography archive. So they've been very strong in their support, but you know, it is a constant battle. And I mean, we, to bring money in to do the things we want to do is, is one major headache that we've always got to be thinking of. You've always got to start, try to be one step ahead, thinking, yes, this is what we want to do, right? So how are we going to go out and get the money? Because I think we are, all of us are at the stage where we just believe that photography should be funded. We believe our work has value. And, you know, although we're happy to go out and shoot things, you know, shoot first, ask questions later, I think we really, the principle is we try and raise the money to go and do the things we want to do. So. There are other funding opportunities which we're going to be pursuing this year. Are you going to be, um, uh, is it an intention of yours to, to have more of these um, working together with other bands of photographers? England, Ireland, is that the... Yeah, absolutely, we'd love to. I mean, we'd, we'd love to get our work into more festivals, so internationally. Um, I mean, we've got three exhibitions which are at the various stage of touring at the moment, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of material out there. But yeah, another collaboration would be fabulous. I mean, there's just so much out there. Yeah, it'd be lovely to do something. Um, I'm, uh, and this is a personal opinion of mine. Um, the, um, the Scottish work, as I said, punch, political, mm. uh, engaging. And I find... Uh, and I would, I would say this to, to, to James as well. I found very flat, and not, uh, and almost as if we're kind of we kind of be very apologetic in Wales about what we do. We're not going out there and saying this is it and this is the stamp we want to put on it. And I find that um, difficult as a photographer because I want Wales to be as thrusting and as. Um, uh, artistically creative as mm. you guys are mm. and I find that sort of uh, and it's very difficult for me as a photographer to understand why that is the case. Do you see, did you see that in the work or am I being again? Um, um, I mean it, it's hard to judge because you're an insider um, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you're seeing the situation from inside Wales um, I think what you're talking about goes beyond photography, I think that's possibly a place where Scotland was 10, 15, 20 yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to that, that self-confidence. Yes. And it's, it's, about, I mean, it's, it's about building well, institutions. I mean, we're sitting in a, a fantastic building. A fantastic, I don't know much about the Millennium Centre. Mm. It's offered us the opportunity to, to show work here, so grow the audience. And mm. I think it is about those pursuing those opportunities and being confident about what you're doing. And yes. but it's, it's difficult. I mean, Wales is a small part of a very, very much larger, louder country, if you mm, like. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I just think, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily see that, what, what, what you were describing. I wouldn't see that as an outsider. Um, I think there's a lot of really remarkable work coming out of Wales. And I think you've got, you know, in the, the courses in Cardiff and Newport, mm. you know, a legacy and a tradition going back now a long, long way. Yeah. How do you find uh, the business of education? How does it, how does it work in Scotland, for example? And... I'm not the man to ask. I've never studied photography and I've only, I mean, I literally have done about a dozen lectures to students in my time. I am a hermit when it comes to education. <laughs> so where did you come from? How, what made you make a leap from what you were doing before into photography? Oh, I've always been a photographer. I've always. I, 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 
at the age of 13, it was my hobby. Right. So my uncle in Berlin, who um, <coughs> I admired as a human being, but he happened to take photographs, brilliant mm. photographs. Right. And um, he gave me my first camera because I showed an interest at the age of 13. And I literally learned lots and lots from him. Mm. And um, then I applied, I applied for a job in the newspaper as a photographer in Edinburgh. And, and got that and, and was a staff photographer at a couple of newspapers for about four or five years and then went, went freelance. It's really interesting because um, at the age of uh, 17, mm. I tried for a job in a newspaper and they really liked my work, mm. but they said, stay in college. Right. It was weird, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, uh, and right. you know, because things can take, your, your path can be, um, uh, can take funny turns. Mm. And um, so I didn't come into photography until a lot later, until after I'd done, collected a lot of jobs. Right. So what was your job before you actually became a full-time photographer. What were you doing? Uh, well, I was, I was still quite young. I wasn't long out of school. I had, I had various jobs. Um, I ran on my own business, a graphic design business. Right. Uh, what else did I do? Yeah, I mean, I did, when I left school, I just did sort of, I don't know, I drove, drove a van for a living for a while and did <laughs> stuff like that. But I was always taking photographs. And I yeah, was yeah. always uh, editing magazines. Um, football's my big passion. So I edited, set up and edited a fanzine in the 80s. So I used some of my photography in there. And the strange thing is when I got my first job as a photographer, it was just at that time when the kind of barriers were, so unions were getting, you know, newspapers were getting de-unionised. Mm. So they're breaking down the kind of demarcations. So the job was advertised as a photographer, but they wanted you to do a bit of subbing, a bit of layouts, all that sort of stuff. And because of my experience running this magazine, I was actually the ideal candidate. So, I mean, I, I beat off about 100 other people who were probably, 99 of which were probably better photographers than me. <laughs> Uh, or more, and certainly more experienced, but I could do all these things. But very quickly, um, we just, I just found that actually the photography part of it just took over the whole job, and I think my editor could see I wasn't really interested in doing TV reviews and stuff like that. So what's next for Document Scotland? Uh, more of the same, really. Uh, more collaborations, cooperation with you know, anybody and everybody who will, who will work with us. Um, we're trying to put together a couple of projects this year. Uh, the Ties That Bind exhibition which is at the Scottish National Portrait Gallery until mm -hmm. April. There's mm -hmm. talk of that going somewhere else later in the year. The show we had in Bradford um, mm. in the run-up to the referendum um, beyond the border, that is going to Dumfries at some point later in the year. So there's, there's, lots, of, there's lots of little things to keep us going um, and we'll just carry on making work. I mean, Scotland is still undergoing political upheaval. It, the, the dust has not settled from the referendum. No. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the, in, in, in many ways, the 19th of September was the most important day in Scotland's modern history. It was mm. the day after the referendum, and it didn't settle anything. It, yeah. it did quite the opposite. And mm. then the earthquake, uh, you know, at Westminster mm. elections last May, mm. we've got Scottish elections coming. That's just the political di dimension of the country. But that feeds into a lot of what's happening, you know, in wider society and also with our work. It's, it's the background to our right. work. And what about your own personal projects? Are you working on anything specific at the moment? Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to get uh, funding to go and cover the European Football Championships in France. Wow. But it's very difficult. I need to crowdfund, I need sponsors, because mm. I want to do it as a project, um, mm. because I work for When Saturday Comes magazine, so you know they'll help me a little bit, but it's an expensive job to go to France for a month. It is. Um, so, but I want to do it as a project that looks at the link between contemporary France, 
you know, with the whole kind of security situation, the, mm. the, you know, the, I don't want to use the, I want to talk about them, but, you know, the, the, in the background there is this, you know, ongoing debate and dilemma in France about what it, what it is to be French yeah. and, and what, what their modern society looks like. And having all these different nations, all these people from different nations coming to the country for a month is going to be quite intense. Yes, and Wales. And Wales are going to be there. <laughs> wow. And, 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 and Northern Ireland are going to be there. And England yes. are going to be there. Yes. And we're being left behind to, to mind the shop. <laughs> Colin, thank you very much thank indeed. Thank you very Cheers. much. It's brilliant. Thanks. Common ground. How did it all come about? Eighteen months ago, um, or a bit longer than that, uh, Document Scotland got in touch, the Scottish Photography Collective, and they wanted to work with us on a, a group show uh, at street level um, with the clientele with Malcolm Dixon. So um, we we were given a brief to put together new work by members of the collective to show in Scotland. And, um, yeah, we knew uh, members of Document Scotland personally, so, and we knew what they were doing and they knew what A Fine Beginning was doing, so, um, yeah, it, it fitted really well. And the venue, WMC, to put it on, mm. how did that come about? That came about, basically... Document Scotland said, you, you come and show with us in Scotland. And then it was kind of like a bit of a deal was then you sort out the Welsh venue further down the line. So it took us a while and we were aware that there was a lot of work to show. Um, the Scottish have actually got a lot, a lot more prints on show than the Welsh. So this was a good venue. So we approached them and um, having seen past work on show here and they were really receptive to the idea. Um, so thankfully, we finally got the Scottish into Cardiff. Yeah. Funding is always a, a, a difficult area. Mm. Um, uh, fine beginning. This show, I presume it's funded, is mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Um, can I ask who funds it or who funded it? Uh, well, the show is in, in partnership with Street Level Photo Works. So some of the funding for the original show is sort of in terms of getting the work produced has carried over into here and we're being hosted really uh, more than funded and that's where that's what the Wells Millennium Centre have done is, is more host us than uh, fund us. Uh, and uh, I presume Fine Beginning is almost self-funded I mm -hmm. mean you it's labour of love really I guess is it James? Yeah definitely um, there are avenues of funding we don't need we haven't needed it um, so far we've been pretty self-sufficient um, we're all practicing professional photographers um, so obviously we have our own incomes and yeah Fine Beginning is a labour of love but we're probably moving into a stage now where we do need to look at funding to cover costs um, which we're exploring at the moment really to, to sort of move on to the next stage. What was the impetus for creating a Fine Beginning in the first place? Um, being Welsh um, sort of looking at photography in Wales and personally it was me wanting to I'm based in London wanting to be coming back here more and a touch of here I then uh, a little bit yeah and, and focusing on where I'm from getting a bit older 
missing whales um, and coming back and sort of it's, it's a part of my uh, personal work that I haven't really focused on and I'm a bit annoyed by that really and I saw the good work that Document Scotland were doing I bumped into Sophie at um, Derby Festival and saw their first newspaper publication and really it was that that sort of inspired me to think I haven't really seen anything in Wales that's been done like this so why not um, I knew Jack spoke to him about it and we thought yep great let's get this going spoke to Abby who I knew and um, Gwen was recommended and when we met up at um, Diffusion um, it sort of gelled and clicked and we all knew we were sort of on the same wavelength and our sort of ideas and what, what we thought was possible with the collective was, was, um, was clear so it's been, it's been pretty easy and we all get on um, it helps. We're all, yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, we're all Welsh, so I think there's a common thread that um, doesn't need to be said amongst us about what we do. So it's been it's been pretty easy actually. Do you foresee? Obviously, uh, you said you felt a bit bad that you're not doing more work mm. in Wales. Mm -hmm. um, do you see yourself? Um, obviously with work commitments it's difficult if you're working in London you're working and you mm. need to earn a living mm -hmm. so do you come down to Wales often then or do you look for specific things you want to shoot in Wales um, I'm in Wales to see family it's the sort of classic you know public holidays I'm here or you know weddings funerals that sort of thing um, rugby <laughs> um, and then I'm, I'm sort of, the way my personal work is, I choose something, focus on it, and then sort of keep, you know, dipping back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that, and that's been helpful. And I, I guess a fine beginning has got, got my arsing gear a bit more to get down the M4 more often. Um, I, I was talking, we were talking to uh, Colin earlier, um, and there seems to be um, a great deal of confidence about um, Scottish photography. Mm. It seems to be quite thrusting, quite political in its, yeah. in its nature. Yeah. Um, and, um, and the confidence comes from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Do you think we lack confidence in Wales and maybe that isn't reflected as much through our artwork and our photographic work as it mm. is in Scotland? Yeah, I don't know about that. I think, uh, you know, obviously with the referendum, they've had uh, their political landscape is a bit different to ours. As a nation, you know, Celts, all that sort of thing, they're very similar to us. But I think their setup, I, and I don't know why it's different. Um, but it is different, and that was apparent because uh, the first round of Common Ground was at street level in Glasgow, um, just before the referendum, and you could feel it in the air. It really was apparent, and it it was. We were all pretty shocked by how much people were politicised and cared, and mm. um, we were just so into it. There was a real positive vibe. You could feel sort of change in the air, mm -hmm. and we did all unfortunately comment can I imagine this feeling in Cardiff? Can I imagine young Welsh people being motivated mm. by, a, by, by the ability to vote? Mm. And unfortunately, we, we, there was a sort of feeling, it's like, I'm not sure Wales would behave like this, or would it, or we were trying to... And do you think we're a little bit more subservient in our nature than uh, the Scots? I hope not, no, I don't think so. I'd, well, There's different characters, aren't there? You, 
it's hard to you don't want to stereotype a nation no, no, of the no, way no. people are but I don't I wouldn't say that but we're of a different nature yeah. without doubt yeah and do you think um, from your own personal perspective do you think working um, uh, away from Wales mm. has given you a different perspective on the way you perceive Wales probably subconsciously it has yeah um, do you like to elaborate yeah I mean, it's, if I was uh, here day to day, there's no doubt it, I would, maybe I would see things differently or find different things to shoot. Um, so maybe my alienation by being in London and having to find things is a bit more, uh, it needs to be, I need to be a bit more thorough about what I'm looking for mm-hmm. um, because it's not going to be on my plate day to day. Um, but in a way, I think that's quite good because it makes me focus and channel energy in a different way. Yeah. And for me, that's beneficial. Others, it might not be. Yeah. But for me, I, that's, that works for me. Um, I'm, you know, I'm sort of slave to London, unfortunately, with family and work. Mm-hmm. That's where I need to be. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be back in Wales. And sort of late 30s, people are, my, my age group are leaving London and... Mm-hmm. Coming, a lot of friends coming back to Wales now who've left. Do you see that happening to you in the future? I hope so. There's someone else I need to persuade now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe. Maybe. And where does Fine Beginning go from here? So, we, this is kind of a highlight for us is working with Document Scotland, and we all get on so well. And the collaboration has been really positive, and um, we all get so much out of it. And it's a I think they'll agree a bit of a um, big part of our years where we are able to sit down, show each other work, um, exhibit, and beers after the exhibition, sharing ideas, telling each other what we're up to um, and where we go from here. They've got a good, great vision and yeah. um, it's, it's a delight really to work with them. Yeah, uh, the vision and uh, a catalyst to bring other photographers on. Absolutely. Is that your aim, is to bring other photographers into the, into the group? Yeah, I mean, uh, we got Francesca Jones um, involved, uh, invited her along uh, to join the group at the end of last year, mm-hmm. and that's that's been great. And that has um, she's been a breath of fresh air. Um, so that's very positive. So uh, there's five of us now. Um, that's a pretty good number. Um, I think we're going to focus more in the coming time on our own work and what we're doing mm-hmm. because we've. We've tended to focus quite a lot with our blog um, and, and sort of showing off other photographers mm-hmm. who are making work that sort of fits into our mould. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've, we've made a conscious decision in this year not to, to use the blog as much for other people and to sort of look in on ourselves a little bit more and promote ourselves and our own work, which is, which is important. Do you have a specific mould? I guess we've got a look about us, and that's why um, when I started, I spoke to Jack because I, I, his work fitted with what I was looking at, and basically what I enjoy looking at and styles. And that's Gwen, that's Abby, that's mm-hmm. Francesca. Mm-hmm. So there is a certain look. Um, it's, a, it, I guess, it's documentary fine art. I don't like labelling it, but there is that that bent, if you like. Yeah. You, uh, when you first started, you bought out a lovely zine, which mm. I uh, purchased, I think. Okay. Uh, and it was... Uh, but, uh, do you have any plans to do anything like that in the future? Yeah, definitely. That's something this year, that, towards the end of this year, that we'd like to do. And it 
probably a look back on what we've done in the three years because there's a lot of content on our site mm -hmm. that um, would look great in print mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah there's there's always scope for that it's just uh, it's really pleasurable isn't it to put to, to, to produce something like that but yes. again it's the money so yeah. um, we don't want to be out of pocket but I think that's where we're going yeah how do you look when you look at from the outside and you're looking in at Wales and looking at the photographic world within Wales what do you see uh, thriving thriving really um, there's so many so many things going on north and south um, I think it's really positive and there's some great photographers based here who are doing good things who are who are Welsh and, and not Welsh um, I think it's great it's I think this has happened to photography recently is it's not it's not London centric anymore people are realizing the opportunities mm -hmm. are probably greater if you get out of town um, and, and explore and there's more space you, you get you get more for your buck if you uh, if you if you spend elsewhere um, you know I mean I can't think of a space in London that would offer up the size we've had at uh, street level really? here really? in London without paying a huge, big premium. Right. Um, okay. You know. And how is, how, I mean, you've shown Fine Beginning and you, there's, mm -hmm. there's obviously Portrait Salon and all that, mm. uh, but showing Fine Beginning work in London. Mm -hmm. What sort of reaction do you get to uh, the work in London? Really good. Um, so Made in Wales is a series of exhibitions that we do where we show the, sort of the best of the blog mm -hmm. and uh, we invite and sort of curate a, a, a print per photographer and um, we showed it at Cardiff Made in September mm -hmm. and then it went to Carousel in Marlebone, London uh, in November and it'll open in, on St David's Day this year mm -hmm. at Royal Colwyn with Paul and um, London reception was great. I, they, you don't often, uh, you know, I've lived there for what, 16 years and can't remember a Welsh photography exhibition I've been to in London. Maybe there has been. Yeah. But um, it's new, I think, and yes. people appreciate that. And it's yeah, it's good to good for people to see what's going on. And yeah, I I often wonder what people who haven't been to Wales think of Wales, or you know, vice versa. So it's, hopefully it's an educational tool as well, a little yeah. bit. And from a personal point of view, are you working on anything specific at the moment? Um, I, I'm still sort of picking up projects that I want to, to sort of showcase within a fine beginning. Um, I've got a book coming out in May um, about Thatcher's funeral, uh, which I'm exhibiting and um, launching in, in May. Uh, it's uh, based on people who were looking on at the funeral cortege as, as um, her coffin went through streets of London. To I'd be Central. interested to take that to the alleys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With this I showed there was Nelson being an ex mining community. Yes. They a few of them had sort of scoped me out before I went to meet them and said, That um that work about Thatcher, is that pro or con? It's like come on. <laughs> but it's not a, it's not the book isn't about um my political no, no, standing not, on no, the situation no, no. with Thatcher and what people think because she is such a divisive person. Yeah. It's 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 a 
it's my take on that day of when she was yeah when she had her funeral because there was so much hoo-ha about three million pounds being spent on on you know policing and what they were going to do and if they were if it was a celebration or if it was a mourning mm. um really interesting day and and part, yeah but i mean i touch on on it that i think it was 1984 mm. i was a little boy but i remember her driving past my house in Porthcawl on the way to go and speak at the Grand Pavilion and then went down there miners wives were shouting at her but her dairy farmers were shouting at her something about butter in the EU yeah. and then she came out and got egged and it's something that's really stuck in my mind is seeing Thatcher <laughs> how old get egged you, how old were you then no, I must have been about seven eight yeah, yeah. Does, that st- does that image stand as an image mm. in your head yeah I remember I took a picture of her as she drove past and then I tried to take a picture of she. She came out the feeling, but I think my mum and dad were like, "Oh, I think we're going to get egged." So, um, yeah, it's a big, you know, it's a big deal when you don't really know. I was that age. I was kind of aware of the minor strike. I knew, knew she was d- divisive, but it was more about, "Oh, look, it's the prime minister." And um, from day to day, your normal day job. Mm-hmm. I, I guess you do all sorts, really. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what sort of clients do you work for? Um, yeah, day to day, I'm a commercial photographer. Um, I do a lot of portraits for uh, PR um, commercial clients. There's a sort of broad range of um, people that I've um, built up over the years and managed to keep hold of because it's a tough industry to work in. And yeah, um, is it getting tougher? I think it's always been very tough. Um, I think what I've realised is. Um, client you build up a client base and you kind of develop that relationship with them over a period of time but what happens with photographers is you stay a photographer but the person that you know is a client they'll progress through their career and and raise you know their job title and they'll get to a point where they're not the people booking the photographers anymore so you can get lost it's about staying in touch with people so you know Mm. the guy who was booking the photography calling you up he, he'll get promoted. Mm. He's not in charge of that. It'll be someone else. So you've got to then find out who that person is. So you're constantly... Yeah. Oh, you know, I go, Renew- oh, well, great news on the promotion. <laughs> Who's booking the photography this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you've got to stay in touch. You've got to be really on it. And I guess you've now become um, a fully-fledged uh, baby photographer because uh, congratulations on order. Thank you have you. a new baby. Thank you very much, Amy. Is, is, is that the case? Are you photographing a lot of the baby? Uh, well, my other half works in food photography, so she's, uh, she's taking care of that. But, yeah, the iPhone is, <laughs> is busy. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you very much, James. Thanks, Amy.